everyone, and welcome to episode 98 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. If it's your first time here, thank you for listening. And here we talk about video game and movie news as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig. And let's get into the news. But we, we finally reached it. This is the apex of gaming in February. Yes. It's this Friday and next Friday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I guess not this Friday, but it's Friday past now that I think about it. But regardless, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn's released. I got plenty of opinions. And, but, you know, I got to, we have to lead you guys into that somehow or else, you know, you just won't listen to the whole thing. So we're just going to try to get into the news first. (laughs) And again, they're still not listening to me releasing everything on Friday. Go back to Tuesdays, please. Yeah, I miss Tuesdays as well. (laughs) But first off, uh, kind of a lead in from last week, but Cyberpunk 2077 does release its next gen update and people seem to be at least a little bit happier with the game. Uh, they added a bunch of new customization stuff when it comes to be a lot of benefits when it comes to how the game runs and everything and the ray tracing stuff has been added. I don't think the game looks bad by any means. I did boot it up uh, just to see what the update looked like, you know, maybe when I'm not in a when I'm not 20 games deep in my backlog, which we never, maybe I go back to it and see what uh, and see what this update brings. But other than that, this is really interesting to no one. Yeah, I uh, I had it listed under my news as well, but I had it listed as uh, next gen version launches still has bugs. Um, yeah, I was enjoying watching like some of the videos because like you as well, I did not install it again. Um, I do not have the time or really the the energy to want to play that game again. But I was enjoying seeing people posting like, yep, people are still floating. I saw some characters without heads, um, just some random stuff that was there all along. But it does look better. Um, yeah, I seems... did boot it up. Like, I did install it again, but oh, did I you? never. Okay. Yeah, like I, I booted it up just to take a walk, I guess. And, OK, and, that, and that's what I meant by like, it doesn't really add too much for me, at least. But people right. who may be waiting. Uh, this isn't like your, this isn't the calling from the heavens to start playing Cyberpunk 2077 again. Yeah. Uh, it still may be best to wait, but I didn't actually experience very many bugs at all when I was just walking around. Yeah. I mean, I guess potentially if it makes the game, so there's not as many problems as you're playing through it, then good on them. Um, and I guess if they decide to still work on it, maybe they come out with DLC though. I don't know how many people would be interested in DLC. I know I probably wouldn't. Um, I know they're releasing some eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but are you going to play it? No, probably not. <laughs> Even if it was free DLC, I don't think I'd install it, honestly. Um, I just don't know. If, I don't know. Is there any reason to want to play more? Maybe more of the, uh, I even forget his name, but your friendship at the beginning with, um, oh, man, it's been so long. But spoilers the man who dies like right near the beginning yeah i know exactly who you're talking about but i don't remember his name either like i enjoyed that dynamic so maybe if there's dlc of what they did when they did that like fast forward through however many uh years or whatever it was i might be interested in that but yeah i mean it looks prettier i'm sure it loads faster because that was a problem before the loading times are pretty bad um but yeah i don't think anybody really cares at all yeah, I think for the most part, like especially especially for me, like I'm still more excited about the Witcher update mm-hmm. that's supposed to come and make the game more next gen, which I'm all for. Like, I'm actually yeah. more excited for that than I am for the Cyberpunk 2077 thing. But you know, do we there. need to? I think we need to lay down some groundwork as far as do these this one Cyberpunk and Witcher classify as something that could be in the best remaster category this year or not? Well, the way Cyberpunk 2077 has started, probably not. But, okay. you know, th- this definitely is we, we have to see how much of an upgrade it is for. Right. I, I think for The Witcher mm-hmm. and see what that ends up adding to it, because like, to be fair, these remasters are updates. They're not really like Ghost Tsushima right. or mm-hmm. like Uncharted, you know, right. Legacy Collection sort of boosts to it. So, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't be putting Cyberpunk in regardless, but. It might be something we have to look at down the line and be like, these maybe do count as remasters. Yeah. Um, Another little piece of news here. Dragon Age 4 is due in the next 18 months. 
Um, so sometime next year is what they're saying, but also hidden in there a little bit was that they will not be remastering the other Dragon Ages. So people who are hopeful for that, too bad, not coming. Yeah, I don't feel I, like there's only a small percentage of people that I know that like replay the old ones mm-hmm. for for the sake of them. I I don't know. I don't I, I'm glad they're not because they don't really need to be remastered. Uh, I think I think what they need to do is just focus on the new game Yep. instead of focusing on anything else. So I think that's just them doubling down on. Yeah. Make sure it gets done in time. Exactly. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Next up from me is during the IGN fan fest, uh, Lego star Wars, the Skywalker saga released a dev diary and what's new with the game. I have to say it's an interesting video. I definitely watch it if you're a star Wars or a Lego fan, but it actually has gotten, uh, gotten me quite hyped for the game. I think the new engine looks good. I think, you know, how they mentioned how they built pretty much everything brick by brick by brick and used reference material to make, you know, the the characters that maybe we don't see all of or don't see everything of, uh, you know, playable in the game. I think there's a lot of cool aspects to it. And this is kind of the biggest Lego game to release in a long time. You know, we've always had the Lego sort of Pixar and Disney movies that kind of release occasionally uh with real with big releases of their movies or the next you know point in their or the next iteration of their thing and now we're gonna get you know skywalker saga the whole entire thing on this like brand new engine and everything like that so i am i'm excited to see what it looks like uh it it's funny to see how a lot of uh retail stores you can't even pre-order the deluxe edition because it's sold out and that kind of yep. thing that's literally what I was just going to say. I have alerts for three different stores for when that if it pops back in to try and get it because I didn't pre-order the deluxe edition. Yeah. Um, and it did. I did get an email. And then when I went to go pre-ordered, it was already out. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like everybody is interested in it. I mean, if I have to get the regular one, that's fine. I think the deluxe comes with a steelbook and the season pass. Um, and I don't know if I'll use a season pass, but I am super excited for this game. I think it looks good. Lego Star Wars are always out of all the Lego games my favorite. So, I mean, I'm I'm ready to go on that one. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, all right. So, have you heard of the game Martha is Dead? No. <laughs> okay. So, there's a game called Martha is Dead. I believe it is on PC as we speak. Um, but it is coming to console. It's coming to Xbox and PlayStation. Um, it is a I guess like a psychological horror type game. Um, You do kind of like investigating. I have not played it. Um, But the big news here is that on the PlayStation, it's getting censored and not on the Xbox. Um, Nobody knows for sure what is getting censored. The developer did come out and say that they had to delay the physical release of this game because of Sony um, pushing back and telling them to censor certain items. I did a little digging and the only thing that I can find and you can look it up on YouTube. If you want, there is a part in the game where you come across someone who is dead and you cut her skin of her face off uh, with a knife and then peel it off her face. And it's pretty gruesome. Um, I'm assuming that's probably part of it, but it's just weird. You don't really hear too often anymore. Games getting censored by like, yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, in different countries, yes, but not like a whole, like Sony just being like, you have to censor it. And you can tell the developers are annoyed. Um, they mm-hmm. even came out and said like, hey, from the beginning, we've there's warnings when you first start playing the game. There's warnings before certain parts of the game. So that's always been in there. And all of a sudden, right before release, it becomes an issue. So it kind of seems like Sony didn't really know anything about the game until last minute. And they're like, well, we don't want this. Um, but if you want the uncensored version, you got to go with either PC or Microsoft at this point. Weird, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to I know I'm not into that kind of stuff, but maybe I'll have to take a look into it just to on yeah, YouTube just to see what it's all about. Let's give them and give them some free press, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Next up for me is Battlefield blames others for its failure. Uh, we have kind of EA coming out and saying that Battlefield failed because of Halo Infinite surprise multiplayer drop. And COVID-19 feels weird to say when it's 2022 now, yep. but, and it's not so much news as it is like you, this is kind of a one where I shake my head and I go, you gotta be kidding me, right? Like 
they they do say in the presser that uh, or in the interview as well that, you know, early early impressions of Battlefield were fairly good until the surprise drop for multiplayer came in from Halo and then kind of took all of the storm away from it. But I don't know, like a lot of the time, the early reviewer people like they usually end up giving it to fans of the game or that they know they're going to get a positive review out of. So it is a little weird that Battlefield is kind of like, oh, we were good early. Well, it's like, well, your your servers weren't stress tested enough. And then all these bugs end up coming and they're still fixing the game. I hope one day, you know, it's playable and other people find it fun. But, you know, it, it's kind of a really lousy thing to do to go, oh, we blame Halo Infinite, which surprise dropped its multiplayer and COVID-19 now when it's been you know, COVID-19 didn't just suddenly show up during the during the development of just your game. You know, Horizon just came out, was developed probably under COVID conditions. Halo was probably developed under COVID conditions. There are so many good games that have come out yep. during COVID conditions that you can't blame that anymore. Or like you, you can usually blame it for a delay, probably. But, you know, regardless, it's just a really poor effort on EA to kind of go, oh, Battlefield you know, failed not because of our failure, but because of everybody else. Yeah. And I had seen a story about the concurrent player. So I just looked it up. It's averaging in the last 40 days, a little over 4,000 players. Really? Um, as of an hour ago, there was 3,100 concurrent players. Um, as opposed to when it launched, it was 51,000. Um, so it's gone from 51,000 to 3,000 in what? Three months, something yeah. like that. And that's just um, on steam. Yeah. Yeah. That's the steam charts. So, yeah, I mean, it does. It's a little ridiculous to try and blame it on COVID at this point. Every game is getting developed in the COVID era at this point. Um, I just think they need to admit that what they released was not a good finished product and just say that they're going to continue to work on it and hopefully yeah. people stick around. Um, I'm not a Battlefield player, so I played it when it came out and it's like, yeah, this is bad. I don't have any interest in going back. But I think your diehard battle. Uh, Battlefield fans will go back if you fix it. Yeah, probably. I don't think you're going to lose them. They just have to not try and blame it on everybody but themselves at this point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have a little bit of movie news. Uh, Take Two is partnering with Netflix to do a Bioshock movie. Um, I know Bioshock has been trying to be a movie for years and years and years. Um, I, every, I feel like every couple of years it pops up. I think this is more of an actual confirmed if Netflix is picking it up. I think we're going to see it. Um, I love Bioshock. It's one of my favorite game series. As do I don't I. know. I guess it depends on who the director is, the cast, and what they're going to do. But I'm at least interested to see what they do. Yeah, for me, like I am excited that they're going to do this. I just wonder how they're going to get some of the video gamey aspects down. You know, like how does how are the powers end up going to be a play into this? Like, and I feel like the story itself is worthy and you can make a movie out of that, but it's definitely the whole, you know, in Bioshock, you were always like switching your powers and everything like that. Yep. So does this dude just end up like taking more shots and having like a basic sort of power or something like that or not switching it out as much? We'd have to see, yeah. but uh, I'm de I'm definitely excited just because it's nice to see video game movies uh, and to see that they're at least getting somewhat backed by either Netflix or other places. Yeah, I mean, I think this has to be some type of horror based movie, right? You yeah, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll see how they do everything. If they just if they do do multiple powers, maybe they don't do any powers at all um, and just have somebody in an underwater city trying to find his way out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I will hold out judgment until I see the first trailer. Um, but regardless, I know when it drops on Netflix, I'll be watching it day one. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And speaking of video game movies, Uncharted movie opens for the fourth biggest start for a video game franchise at 44 million. And, uh, well, I'll talk about Uncharted cause I did watch it. Um, uh, fresh off of two hours ago, seeing it, uh, just good for, it's good for Sony pictures. Like, um, Uncharted is definitely one of the biggest uh, gaming franchises that Sony has, if not like the biggest one with Naughty Dog. So to see that people are interested in the movie is a good is a good sign. 
for uh for gaming movies you know they need to they need to make sure that they at least take these movies seriously if they want them to make money yeah i mean i haven't seen it yet um from the trailers and obviously you've seen it so you have better opinions it's not exactly what i wanted out of an uncharted movie but it seems like it's doing okay um i was thinking about it today like if this keeps it up and makes decent money here they have other things like i could see a horizon movie down the line i think that yeah could that's work. yeah i could see it too um and they have other things they could go with metal gear has always been kind of rumored um i think that would probably do well but yeah good for them um i am out of news so it's all you okay uh, i'm not sure if we mentioned this last week or not but nintendo is shutting down the shops for the wii u and 3ds by march 2023 uh, so just make sure again to get the games that you want from these consoles. Uh, I know mostly for the Wii U, a lot of those games that are popular have been remastered and put on the Switch. But for the 3DS, it's kind of a different story. And once these shops are shut down, it is a lot harder to get some games like the Wii U and 3DS, like have a big collection of virtual console games. And once these shops are shut down, you're looking at only getting the physical and if I'm and, you know, we've both been dabbling in the market of like trying to get physical games that are old. And it's it's very difficult to get a game for a decent price, especially yep. when it's not in print anymore. So take that into account when you're looking at what games you want to pick up. And, you know, a lot of Nintendo exclusives are going to, you know, lose themselves to time because they don't make physical copies, any of that of those of these games anymore for those systems. And on top of that. You have to, you know, March, March, 2023, once those shops shut down, that's it. Yeah. I mean, this happens with every, uh, you know, generation of consoles that has a digital market. Um, I don't know that I'll actually go and buy anything on my 3DS. I still have it. I never owned a Wii U um, ever. I don't I think I played a Wii U like once in my life, which is weird to say, but um yeah, there's some some games that I might potentially look at on the 3DS shop just to make sure I have them. Some of the older ones, but I mean, you still got a year, so it's not like they're closing in like a month. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, everybody will forget. And then the first day of March when it closes, they're going to be upset. Yeah, like I can't <laughs> get, you know, well, it's just like it's, you know, it's the it's the Nintendo properties that tend to get scalped the most for sure. So the games like the remaster for Majora's Mask, the remaster for Ocarina of Time, you will lose those yeah. to time if you don't already have those games physically or digitally. All of the Pokemon games that came out from the DS era to the 3DS era, like, you won't be able to get digitally anymore. And, you know, the Pokemon games hold their value. Zelda games hold their value. Mario games do. So I think especially for, like, Nintendo's type of... Um, type of medium and the, and their franchises they do tend to get scalped the most so that's why it's kind of like oh you know maybe you should put importance on this a little bit more just because you know you could end up be paying you know a hundred dollars for a remaster of you know majora's mask and that's not exactly something that anybody <laughs> should be paying a hundred dollars for you better not because you can play it on the uh on the switch soon right or is it out already on the 64 so that's next week but these okay. aren't the remastered versions True true yeah um i'm trying to think i remember i bought ocarina of time for 3ds i don't know if i still have it i should probably check <laughs> yeah there you go see we'll have to see <laughs> but that's all i have for news as well sweet so it's time Let's time for it. games played and for me i've played uh a, a little game very small game okay uh and it's called horizon forbidden west i've never heard of it <laughs> have oh you have must it. be in it must be an indie yeah, it must be. Uh, it's only it's being, you know, and it's coming out to the critical acclaim. It's like an 88 on Metacritic right now. Yeah. So it is it is high up there. But uh, what did you end up playing? Um, I also played Horizon and I played a little game called Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl as well. Oh, God. <laughs> you want to talk get... about yeah, Nickelodeon All-Star? <laughs> um, so here's the thing. I'm not a well-versed Smash player like you are. Um, so I can't get into like the nuances of these type of games because I don't usually play them. I just wanted to at least try it because there's a lot of characters from my childhood that are thrown into this game. Um, they just added Garfield and Shredder, I believe in the past month or so. 
So they are continuing to add more characters. I will say from my limited knowledge of these type of games, it feels and plays exactly like Smash to me, um, but not like to the same like high degree that Nintendo has. This is like your like third cousin twice removed <laughs> over here. Um, it's I liked some of the stages. There's like a double dare stage yeah. that I thought was pretty cool. Um, other than that, like it's it's clunky. Um, there's not a whole lot of characters. And I don't think if you're trying to play online, I don't think there's really any community there anymore. Right. Um, but it's not bad. I don't think it's a terrible, terrible game. I just think they looked at Smash and were like, we can copy that and put in Nickelodeon characters and literally just it feels like they just ripped the code from Smash. It really does. I don't know how they got away with it, um, but I played it for a little bit. I had a decent amount of time playing with characters that I remember, like Ren and Stimpy and Reptar and Cat Dog. Um, but yeah, this game, two even a year from now, nobody's playing this game at all. <laughs> Let's be honest. There's no, um, there's unless no you're like competitive... a hardcore Nickelodeon fan, right? Like you'd have to be hardcore. Like this, you're not going to see this at Evo, yeah. right? It's yeah. not going to happen. But I appreciate them trying um, for the sake of nostalgia. But yeah, this is probably a, a pretty easy pass for everybody. Yeah, it kind of feels like that these games come out more often now to like mm -hmm. try and take a piece of the pie than anything else. And, right. you know, Smash, you know, now, you know, it's like PlayStation All-Stars tried it. Nickelodeon's now tried it. And now it's like moved away more from the Smash stuff. And I think it's sort of come out into the Mario Kart world mm -hmm. to where we have like Final Fantasy Chocobo Grand Prix coming <laughs> yeah. out. We yeah. have the Disney Kart game coming out because, um, you know, Mario Kart kind of rules the get, rules the the world when it comes to kart games, and it's the same thing with like Super Smash Bros. It, when it comes to those multi character, multi franchise type games, you know, Nintendo goes, okay, that's our king mm -hmm. for it, and it's just Nintendo kind of felt like that game. We're trying to like, sorry, Nickelodeon brought out their own game. And was like, here's our attempt. At making a piece of the pie yeah and i do remember for a little for a little bit while that game was out a lot of the youtubers that like make video game content that i watch would make videos around it but since then nothing yeah nothing since that that you know one month of release but and that's because you know the game doesn't have the staying power it doesn't have the and you don't see them advertising it really at all where smash was always like here's another update here's another update here's a new character we haven't heard anything from that nickelodeon all-stars game since launch so yeah and like i don't want people to think they they like shove this out the door you can tell that some care went into this game specifically the stages um and i appreciate them still putting out characters and not charging you for them like that's nice um but i think it's kind of like they would charge if they could get away with it <laughs> but they yeah. can't nobody's paying for that um so yeah maybe i don't know maybe there is an underground scene of people who are still playing this but like you said i have not seen it on youtube twitch anything since it came oh, out yeah it's dead no. <laughs> i absolutely agree uh but yeah that's uh uh the, well, that's going to be all we're going to talk about for games uh we're not <laughs> we're just going to skip horizon no yeah, one needs to talk it. about it um but i i jest Horizon Forbidden West. Mm -hmm. uh, I I've, I was excited for this game mm -hmm. and playing it. It matched my excitedness for it. It is. First off, it's gorgeous. It yeah. is insanely detailed. Like yep. I thought Ratchet and Clank was good. And then like I saw this game and like Ratchet <laughs> and Clank is really good. Like sci fi, like sort of graphics to it where like Horizon Zero Dawn is this mix of sci-fi and real world like the environments are so lush and colorful insanely detailed uh it it is really amazing like graphically for horizon zero uh, for horizon forbidden west do you have it I on uh, graphics mode or performance mode i haven't changed it i have no okay. idea it should be on graphics on. then yeah it should be on graphics but mm -hmm. holy heck yeah this game is this game is beautiful but um like uh, opening impressions for you what were they like as well um so i've played 
I just started playing it today. Uh, so I think I've played like two hours so far. To be fair, to be fair, same with me. I'm at okay. least four hours in, but I just started today. Okay. So I finished like that first mission, right? Where you have your first boss battle. And then I went back to um, the one of the towns and I mm-hmm. climbed the tower and that's where I stopped. Um, I will say that first and foremost, I want to make sure I don't forget this because I even wrote it down. Um, I watched, like I said last week, I watched two recaps on YouTube this week, a a five minute version and a 20 minute version. And I appreciate that they do it again when you start the game um, so that you're fully up caught up, but I'm still confused by the story. (laughs) Okay. All Um, right. I get it. I get what they're doing, but there's a lot of stuff going on. And again, I didn't fully play through the first game. Um, And you just played through the first game, right? So it's still like fresh in your mind. Yeah, for me, for me, like I'm fairly aware of what's going on. Right, right. And like, I understand the basic plot of this game. I get it. And like, I'm down with it. I think it's good. But there's some other stuff like, you know, people's names gets thrown around. I'm like, wait, who's that again? Okay, yeah, Yeah, yep, yep. And then you're like, all right, who's what's Hades? I, I Oh, yeah, that's Hades. Like, it's a lot of that for me in the first couple hours. They throw a lot at you. Um. It looks gorgeous. I think it plays better than the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, The only, I think, knock I have against it is I feel like, and it could just be me, I feel like the controls are a little wonky so far. Um, Just like trying to grab onto things. um, And her jump is a little weird. uh, But it's not like, it's not a deal breaker to me. It just felt a little off when I first started playing and maybe I'll just get used to it. Cause again, I haven't played horizon in a while. Um, but like climbing stuff, when you do like grab onto it feels good. Um, as opposed to uncharted where like I always mash the X button to just jump to the next yeah. thing. Hers yeah. is more smooth, right? She's like reaching and going off to the side. It, it looks better. Um, I haven't gotten to a point yet where I'm overwhelmed with side quests. So that's a good thing, but I just started and I'm yeah. sure they're coming. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, um, a big improvement from the first one, which the first one was good for most people. I didn't finish it. I bounce off it, but it's not a bad game. So I think this could be potentially for you right in the top five, 10 for the year. Yeah. We have to see, of course, how the story plays out. Mm -hmm. Ending is paramount. And I've heard a lot of things about like this game's like story where it's like surprising in a lot of ways. So I'm excited to get further into it I, this, I would do you know if this one is shorter or longer than the first one i believe it's going to be longer okay um especially with like the side mission stuff it's right. going to be longer now okay. uh but you know if like and according to reviews like the difficulty settings have kind of been toned down to where you know you actually have to play on hard to probably get a similar feel for normal uh in respect to the original and, you know, imagine or I imagine they will put out a story mode one where you just feel like John Wick shooting everything in one shot, which would be that's fun. what I'm doing right now. There you go. <laughs> uh, but I have to say, like, I I agree with every point you've said so far, like it is a better game than the original in every way mm-hmm. so far. And, you know, I do read the tagline that like, oh, you don't have Breath of the Wild to distract you this time from playing this one. <laughs> right. But. Like, that's a disservice to the first game. Like, Breath of the Wild is, of course, you know, the game that was critically acclaimed, you know, hundreds from many people or 10 out of 10s from many. Not us. You know, we do have issues with it because almost everything is going to have issues. Uh, I do admit, like, there are bugs in Horizon. Um, I've seen them in the reviews with people not looking at Aloy and, like, her face or eyes, like, shooting off to the side. And it'll eventually get fixed, I imagine. Um that's kind of always going to be a thing for day one. I do wish some things were like a little bit smoother uh, with like how you mentioned, like her jump is weird Yeah. where like, I think Aloy should just be able to like put her foot onto a ledge and lift herself up Yep. and you have to jump for it. It is strange uh, that there isn't just an animation that Aloy is like just changing levels and like almost like walking up a step. But instead, mm-hmm. it's just a ledge. It is weird that I have to press the jump button to get over that little hump and then press it again to get to the over the next hump. It's strange yeah. that she just doesn't automatically like pull herself over it uh, because I feel like the jump should be more tactical. Yeah. Um, 
or the jump should even like be for very obvious jump situations. But other than that, like the it, it has been better in every way. I do like the fact that you're not really alone in this one as well. It is kind of a different dynamic for Aloy to have be able to bounce off of somebody else because the entire the entire Zero Dawn game, you are by yourself and sometimes talking to, you know, Silas mm-hmm. and trying to get further into the game, but there isn't really that companion or something that kind of helps you on quests for the most part. It's always just you. And even if you have a companion, it's kind of Aloy by herself. And then the next cutscene, that companion comes in to where this one, they seem a lot more apparent and seem to be much more important to the story. And I do like that Aloy isn't like Aloy has someone to talk to and explain things in the middle of combat because, you know, for for that opening thing where it's you and Varl, like it kind of gives new players a chance to understand why the focus thing is so important. Right. And instead of just info dumping it, like, you know, uh, instead of like info dumping it as like Aloy's like, oh, this is what this does. This is what this does. They kind of mask it by being like, OK, Varro now has one. And now you can begin to understand much like how uh, in the big in Horizon Zero Dawn, you have um, Rost doing that for you, kind of showing you how to hunt. So I. I really I really like the beginning so far and four hours in I've really only gotten through the beginning I'm a little bit farther than you are. But holy crap, like <laughs> uh, I am I'm glad I was hyped for this game because it's met on almost every demand for me so far. Uh, I feel like PlayStation needed this. They needed something to kind of steal the show from Xbox where, you know, Xbox has, of course, been making news just all the time with acquisitions and how much money's being spent here and what it means for them where Sony's like, Hey, let's drop, you know, now is the time or, and it's been the time to drop horizon forbidden West and it's met on every expectation on my front so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they heard from a lot of people. Um, and not specifically for me, but like I had an issue with the beginning of zero dawn. I thought it like dragged on for a while. Um, so this intro was much, much better. Um, yeah, they get you, in my case, they refresh me on what everything does very quickly. Um, they get you right into, you know, a pretty good boss fight um, that I thought was fun um, yeah. as like an intro boss fight. Uh, I haven't, you know, I haven't really climbed any. Uh, I don't even know what they're called again. I'm, I'm blanking, but like just climbing in that game feels good. Um and it's better than it was in the first one. Um, it is it is eons better. Yeah. Than it was <laughs> yeah. in the first one. Like I specifically yeah. remember a time in Zero Dawn where you're kind of exploring this old hangar base and it's like a huge hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. And like at least the focus now highlights points where you can grab and kind yeah. of go through. Where in the last game it didn't do that. So like you would I would just continuously be pressing the jump button hoping Aloy grabs onto something. Or jump and up now, the side. <laughs> exactly. And yep. now I finally get that, you know, um, like the better climbing and everything. And to think of it as like. um, To have it this way and have it be so much better than the original just makes it feel so much like easier and such a like a relief that yeah. I'm not like lost all the time. I can just press my focus and it's going to tell me, you know, OK, I can climb up here instead of just mashing the x button i can't tell you how frustrated i was at that part (laughs) with horizon zero dawn yeah and i think this series in particular was tailor-made for me for a story mode right like i tried that first game so many times and then i went through on story mode and i got farther than i ever did i immediately started this one on story mode um the idea that i can take down the smaller um animals mechanical animals with one shot in their weakness area is good to me um, because I don't want to get to that point that I got in the first one where I just got so frustrated with certain sections where there'd just be too many uh, things to take out and you're trying to be stealthy and you'd shoot at one and it wouldn't kill them. And then you'd have 15 of them swarming you. I don't want to get to that point again. So I don't mind at all saying like, yeah, I'm playing this on the easiest difficulty because I'm here for the story Um, and the story is good. So yeah, as long as I don't get a million side quests thrown at me again, 
I think I'll probably end up getting through this one. I'm hoping to anyway. The real question is because I'm not as excited for Elden Ring as you are. I'm assuming you're going to try and get through this this week, right? I'm going to try to, but I know I can't. Like it's very unrealistic that I'm going to be able to do both of these games in one week just because like I'm still playing Arceus from time to time. Okay. Because I'm I do enjoy Pokemon Arceus a lot. And then to be able to like keep up with everything else coming out as well, it's difficult. Um there is gonna be a time where it'll be hard for me to it's gonna be hard for me to decide whether or not I go to Elden Ring, whether or not I go to Horizon. I do believe that like I have a feeling I'm going to stick with Horizon a little bit longer because Elden Ring and those Souls Soulsborne games have always been something I've been able to come back to right. and not really feel like you're missing out on a ton, even if you're weeks out and everything like that. So, you know, we, we just have to see. I really won't know until it happens. But who mm-hmm. knows? Elden Ring may come out in a super broken state and I may hate it. And I'll just be like, <laughs> well, at least I have Horizon. Right. Uh, you know, that's that, that's how I feel about everything with that right now. But yeah, Horizon definitely takes i think the forefront here i think uh i i feel like this game is finally getting the praise it deserves because it didn't get it with the first one due to the fact that breath of the wild kind of came out and stole the thunder from yeah. from zero dawn yeah i was just like i was thinking about that when i was playing it today and i was like if we both really enjoy horizon i was hoping that it wouldn't get to the point where you felt like you had to rush through it so you'd be ready for elden ring Whereas I can kind of sit back and be like, I'm going to take my time with this game because I really have no interest in playing Elden Ring. So I have a couple weeks, what, like a month probably to take my time with this game and see everything it has to offer as long as I don't get bored or overwhelmed with it, Um, which is good. Uh, Like I'm overwhelmed in Dying Light. So I don't know if I'll go back to that or not. I want to, but (laughs) man, when you go from Dying Light to this, um going back to dying lights gonna be tough because uh yeah. that game's rough <laughs> yeah i imagine it has to be rough too because like graphically those games yeah. are on two different leagues mm-hmm. like it is and i get that it's first person but like what's to stop you know uh what it what is to stop dying light from looking that good as a first yeah. person game like, it was supposed to you yeah, know, like Horizon look just good. looks so pretty that I just mm-hmm. want to keep playing it and looking around and seeing the next area and what they do next. Yep, I agree. As long as I don't get a lot of um, like desert like we did in the first Horizon, I'll be good. Um, yeah. I don't want to see that again. Give me uh, like... in in the collector's edition. I get a map uh, okay. showing the area. I can tell you right now you shouldn't have that problem. That's good so. because I was so like that first one. You spent a lot of time in the desert. <laughs> Yeah, in the sun. Yeah, the sun Ugh. kingdom. And it's boring. Um, yeah, the Karja, the shadow Karja, <laughs> yeah. the the dawn Karja, the twilight Karja, you know, all the Karjas that you could ever yeah. want. Yeah. But so far, so good. Um, this is what I wanted from the first one that I didn't get. I wanted it to pull me in, and so far it's done that. So I'm ready for a game like this to, you know, consume me for the next two or three weeks. I'm down with that. Yeah, I will say uh, Dan Reichert, you know, tweeted about how, like, the beginning of this game is kind of meh. And I that got me worried. Yeah, I don't think part, it I was. was. Like, no, I didn't think it was either. I think, uh, like, I love Dan Reichert and I know mm-hmm. you do as well. Like, his, he's an entertaining guy. I was just kind of surprised that, you know, Zero Dawn's beginning is very mundane compared Ugh. to Forbidden yeah. West here. Yep. So it's just like, I, I like that Forbidden West kind of tries to pull you in as quick as it possibly can. It learned from, you know, and I get that Zero Dawn was sort of setting up stuff, Mm -hmm. but this time it doesn't spend a lot of time setting up anything. So I think that's where it plays again into the factor of this game is going to pull people in quicker than what the last, than what uh, Zero Dawn did. So the, the ultimate final question for you then is, is this the first console selling game because I don't think Halo was. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think it, it is. Is it? I think uh, I think if if you could find a console in stock, <laughs> right, people would be buying this with it. Like, okay. I feel like that's what we're getting at because and it's kind of different for Halo because Halo was something that they've always said, oh, it's going to be Game Pass day one. You don't have to mm-hmm. worry about it. That kind of thing. But much how like Spider-Man 
and how God of War came out and people were like, oh, I'm going to grab a PS4 in these two games. Yep. I feel like right now you have your first like, oh, I want to buy a PS5 if that ever becomes available again. And Horizon Forbidden West. Yep. I feel like that is like the pairing for it. And, and a, a lot TV. of people. Yeah. And a new TV. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, I, I am so glad I have a good home theater set because mm-hmm. like it is it, this game is drop dead gorgeous. It is. Yep. It, it's funny going from Pokemon Arceus <laughs> to this game. Like yeah. it, it's I, I'm laughing about it now because, you know, Arceus does a lot of things right. But graphically, it is not good at all. Mm-mm. But, you know, the uh, Forbidden West is almost this pinnacle of like motion capture other than when the eyes do like weird stuff. Yes. Yeah. And the only thing I could think of besides that is I've had issues with Aloy's hair kind of going wonky on, me you know, they, I, I feel like it's done that since for horizon zero dawn. Yeah. I feel like yeah. her hair is always like, it's so swaying long. Yeah. Something, doing something weird. Like I do admit it is a little bit distracting, but I think they're just trying, they're trying to make her hair like very, very realistic, I guess. Right. I don't know. I, it's, it, I had like, an issue of a cut scene where it went like straight to the side. It was like, yeah, just like right out to the side. I was like, oh, okay, it's not supposed to do that. But again, <laughs> like that's a lot of hair to animate and to yeah. freely flow like that. Like she has more hair now than she did, I think. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you if there's a difference yeah. between how long her hair is then till now. Yeah, but um, it's her hair is definitely something that like your eyes kind of go to because it's red mm-hmm. and it acts in such a weird way. I do admit I do see that as well. Something I didn't think about. Yeah, but definitely leaves. If you can get a PS5 or you have a PS5, you should be buying this game for sure. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Uh, so enough gushing about Horizon mm-hmm. Forbidden West. Still get it for sure. Let's uh, gush let's go about to... Peacemaker. Yeah, let's gush <laughs> about Peacemaker. I agree. Uh, so other than Peacemaker, what did you mm-hmm. watch this week? So uh, we got the release of the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. So I watched that and then they dropped the Kingsman on HBO. So I watched that as well. Oh, did they? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, I I definitely got to see that then. I've been, I really wanted to watch it, but I haven't yet. All right. I'm going to be watching that tomorrow then. Uh, (laughs) What'd you watch? It was Peacemaker finale uh, Mm -hmm. Cuphead season one. Okay. I watched an episode of that and uncharted the movie as I've, previously alluded to so i guess we'll get to some stuff uh let's talk about peacemaker i guess yeah because it is the finale of that um good news has been renewed for a second season yep as well and peacemaker ended on a really really good note uh and i it seems to be more universally loved than what book of boba finale was Mm -hmm. uh and you know it's Peacemaker, like in Peacemaker's own show, he actually gets to like be the star. Uh, I thought like we went through a lot with Peacemaker this episode. Not only like John, like John Cena acted his ass off mm-hmm. and he was spectacular uh, this entire series. Um, but before like gushing about it too much, I want you to get your opinions <laughs> out before I take the, you know, um, take the yeah, I think this was a very good ending to the season. Um, Action packed. You got closure with all the characters. I think everybody killed it. Um, you got one of one of the coolest uh, cameos I've seen in a little bit. Um, the cameos are so <laughs> like that. That and like, should we just put spoiler talk? On yeah, this? yeah, yeah. We, we should. should. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So spoilers if you haven't watched it, but yeah. we'll get to the we'll get to the cameo stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it it wrapped up nicely. Um. It's a good arc for peacemaker john cena's character out of bio had a good arc um I, man i just vigilante it, is also an incredible like a incredibly fun great. character yeah i mean going from those first couple episodes where they were good but you weren't really sure if this was gonna pan out um yeah. to where we are now at the end of the first season they have a legitimate banger of a show here um and James Gunn has proven that you give him anything DC again, time, time and again, he's going to knock it out of the park. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was I couldn't have asked really for anything better for a season finale, honestly. Yeah, I think I think for the most part, I loved it. The one bad part I do have to say is the fight between Cena's character and 
the police lady. Mm-hmm. Like that was very hard to follow. Like, I, and I get that sometimes in um in fight scenes we tend to have too many cuts. Like, there's definitely like they get in one position, cut to the next move, cut to the next move, cut into the next move. Like that that fight I think was hard to follow. Whereas it was kind of weird because they did such a good job with like them storming into the barn. Yeah. Uh, like that fight scene didn't need to have a lot of cuts, and they didn't. Whereas that one, like I guess because it was more close quarters. Uh, that one felt really claustrophobic and was really hard to follow. But other than that, like, I I loved it. Uh, I I agree with you there. Like, it had everything you wanted, and like Peacemaker's character goes through like six different things, um, yeah, like six different emotional states, and to the point where, you know, what did he name that butterfly? The one that takes over peace uh, sign. Yeah, I think it's yeah. yeah, peace sign one. I think it's like yep. Greg or it, something. I am not sure. Yeah. It's something I know he simple. does call him peace sign at one point, but um yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he uh like there was a part of me that's like, wait, he's gonna actually like side with the butterflies here because like John Cena's peacemaker character is so like sporadic in his yep. decisions, and you finally get to see him make one where he actually makes like a choice. Uh and actually seems to make something with at least a bit of sense to it. And everything that they did, I thought was really good. Uh, and like with the cameos that you mentioned, like when I saw the cameos, I was like, no, they're fake. Like they're just yeah. going to show the shadows. Yep. Like that's what I thought. And then to actually see like Jason Momoa Jason and Urza yeah. Miller's character as well. Yep. I just thought was just like, wow, you actually got them to show up for, for what was well, you know, five seconds. Right. Uh, it was. It was just cool that like DC DC made them be there for this cameo, and I think that shows the commitment to what DC is trying to do with trying to make a multiverse and trying to you know have an Avengers or Marvel type sitting with their movies. And it's it you know when you see that continue when you see that continuously across the other DC films. I think we're going to I I think we're going to have a lot more fun and the future looks brighter because, yeah. you know, they're making that effort to be like, OK, bang, they're here. Like the characters, you know, the characters that are these heroes, they're not just fill ins. They're not just statues. They're actually here for five minutes for, you know, a five second line. <laughs> yeah. And they've DC has been able to. Put a more f- um, hard line that Marvel will never do. Right. You're talking about one of your staple characters of the justice league aquaman dropping the f bomb right yeah. like you're never going to yeah. get that in a marvel movie ever um and i think that's good like you can have that difference where you know they're not going to be able to do what marvel is doing right now not right now anyway maybe down the line but they can go be like all right you know what we can carve out a more mature area of the superhero side that marvel can't touch um yeah and I think it works. So having, uh, you know, Aquaman and the Flash there and technically Superman and Wonder Woman, even though it was just their shadows, their silhouettes, yeah, um, yeah. was a, a nice touch to tie it all together and kind of end that season. So, yeah, hats off to them. They killed it. Yeah. Good for Peacemaker, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I'll let uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about the Texas Chainsaw okay. Massacre? Texas game, Chainsaw or, Massacre know, movie. I have watched all of these. I thought about that. I was like, did I watch them all? I have seen them all. Um, So this is, I don't even think it's an hour and a half. It's real quick, right? Like they get, they get right into it. They're not messing around. They're like, we know why you're here. You want to see Leatherface kill people as brutally and bloody as possible. Um, The main characters are uh, two sisters. Um, There's other characters in there as well. My issue with the movie is that there's it's like a uh, when you first start the movie, the first 15 minutes, which are the setup, right? 15 to 20 minutes. They hammer in the uh, the woke culture so hard. It's like cringeworthy. Um, Like there's a point, you know, one of the sisters, her backstory is she was involved in she was shot in a school shooting when she was in high school. Right. So they're going to this backwater Texas town. Um, and they see a guy at the gas station who has a gun on his hip. Right. And they make a point to yell at him, um, that he's compensating and stuff like that. You have, 
it was in the trailer, but you have a moment where Leatherface goes on a bus where all these kids are and he walks on the bus with his chainsaw and they all take their phones out and they start filming him and they go, don't try anything or you'll get canceled, bro. And I'm oh like, my, oh, my oh just stop. No. You know that what I mean? Sounds bad. Just stop. And I mean, they all get killed, obviously. But um, other than that, like, it's fine. Um, you know what you're there for. It's a slasher movie. You're there to see him kill a bazillion people, which he does. Um, but yeah, I, the two sisters are fine. I thought they did a good job, but everything else around it was very cringeworthy to me. So it was a good thing that they're like, you know, here's the smallest of a story that we can give you. These sisters are coming into this town that Leatherface lives in. They bought this town and they're moving in a younger generation to rebuild this town. That's it. And they're there to auction off the town. And then he just starts killing everybody. So yeah. Um, if you're a fan of Texas Chainsaw, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But yeah, those first 15, 20 minutes are rough to get through. They're pretty rough. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not into those movies. Yeah. So I, you can so I really it's don't fine. have much of an opinion yet. <laughs> I, I don't think I was going to watch it anyway. But uh, that's fair. Something I did watch was like Cuphead season one. Uh, mm-hmm. I did get through almost every episode. I think I only have one or two more left. They're like 15 um, minutes, right? Yeah, they're so they're, they're real f- short. This entire season is like fully disjointed other than like one episode that's kind of connected to the other. But the uh, what I really like about Cuphead, I think, is the animation style. It is this mix of old timey animation along with like a new sort of flair to it that, you know, only new animation can pull off. But the episodes individually, I find pretty enjoyable. And the fact that they're 15 minutes, they go by in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like I didn't mind binging this. I didn't feel bad afterward because it's so quick. And I think that plays to Cuphead's favor here. Cuphead doesn't need to be this or at least for its first season doesn't need to be this, you know, fully connected, interwoven story that makes sense. It can be these fun little one off things. And, you know, I did read a reviewer as well, kind of like Animaniacs. Yeah. Where, you know, you can have like commentary and throwbacks to like the older cartoon stuff and then make, you know, pave way for your own stuff as well. But the voice acting, I think, is very good. I think the animation is stellar. And, you know, it it really is a really good show to kind of pick up. And if you have to leave and do something, you're not missing anything. And you can come back to it and know, OK, like nothing's really connected here. So it's not so, you know, I'm not missing anything. I don't know. I I find this a very digestible, um, mm-hmm. which is like a weird compliment to Cuphead. But it really is. Um, yeah. I I am glad that this that this is out and I'm glad it seems to be succeeding because it seems like video gaming media is kind of paving a way to do its own thing where we had Arcane, which was magnificent. And then we have Cuphead, which is doing its own thing and succeeding as well. Um, I I really enjoyed Cuphead season one. It's good. Yeah, I, I watched the first episode. Um, my daughter watched like six or seven episodes in one night. Um, really? So she's a fan of it. She's been looking forward to it for a little bit. I do think the closest animation style I can compare to is, I don't know if you've seen like how they are doing uh, Mickey cartoons now, Mickey Mouse cartoons. But they're kind of doing the same thing where it's like, are a they mixture, OK? It's a mixture of old timey and then like this new, like kind of almost grittier art style. Um, that's mm-hmm. what they've been doing with Mickey for a couple of years now. Um, but yeah, I think the, the voice acting is great. I enjoyed the first episode. I thought it was funny. I was, you know, I was trying to figure out, like, are they going to go more of a kitty route? Or are they going to go a little bit more mature themed? And it does seem like it's aimed more towards kids, right? It doesn't get like any more. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like it was like like a Ren and Stimpy type cartoon. No, and it's not like that. You're right. It's not like that by any means. Uh, Like, I guess I didn't think of it like that because like Cuphead, the game isn't necessarily something that's overly violent either. No, Mm -mm. Um, it's something that I guess if a kid wanted to play, they could. Yeah, Um, because it's not really bloody and it's like, yeah, it's an unforgiving game. It's hard. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I guess I see that. I never thought of it like that. Um, to where it is, it is a pretty appropriate show for most ages. It's not yeah. too gory. It doesn't curse a lot, if at all. Yeah. And uh, just ha- it just seems to like have a fun side to it. But yeah, no, I agree with that. 
Yeah, I think they did a good job. I was impressed. Um, and I'll probably end up watching them all anyway. You can get through them in a couple hours. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Felt the same way. Um, all right, let me get through Kingsman real quick. Um, yep. I won't go into any spoilers since you're gonna watch it. Did you watch the second one? Yeah, I've yeah, I've seen both of them. I okay. wanted to watch the third. I just okay. had no idea that it made its way onto HBO Max already. Yep. So it just dropped on HBO Max, I think like Friday, maybe. They do um, a really bad job <laughs> of yeah. telling people that they it was really the same do. thing with the it's, it's it was the same thing with the last duel where yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to watch this. And then yeah, it's I like think HBO is the king of stealth releases. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I, I guess it's strange, but yeah. So if you put I think if you put the Kingsman movies on a chart there, they, they do a steady decline. <laughs> like the first one is phenomenal. Um, yeah. Second one's OK. This one um is kind of a meh for me. Um, I'll be interested to see what you think. It has its moments. The action scenes are good. Um, the overall story, I was okay. I didn't really care. Um, the I don't know the actor, but the person who played Rasputin in this movie was like unbearably obnoxious to me. Um, yeah. But it's pretty much what you would expect. I just think that they've been trying to catch the high of that first movie ever since, and they just haven't been able to do it. Um, it's a perfectly fine Saturday afternoon movie to put on, right? So it's perfect. It's on HBO Max. You can just put it on and watch two hours and be fine. Um, I just don't think it's doing anything that spectacular for me. And again, I don't want to go into any spoilers. We could do that like next week if you want when you watch it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is a this is a solid streaming movie. I wouldn't buy it. And I'm glad I didn't go pay to see it in theaters. Um, I just want. I honestly just want to watch the first one again. It's because to me, that's like <laughs> yeah, pinnacle. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're looking for if you're looking for something to watch, it's there. So, yeah, like I feel like the first one was trying to do something like very original with like it's kind of hip mm -hmm. sort of take on the spy franchise. And I really like that. And it seems like it seems like they're doing the opposite to where yeah. like with this one, we're going into the past mm -hmm. of of the King's Men. So I, I, I don't agree. think it anybody is... really wants. Yeah, no, I, th I think I think we all like Eggsy. I think yeah, Eggsy is good. Just give me so. more of him. <laughs> so yeah, give me that... give me Uncharted. I'm ready. I'm excited. Yeah, the next video game franchise thing that I watched. So Uncharted, like I'll just come out and say it. I enjoyed it. It is it is a fun and I'm trying to bring up the stuff here as well. Mm -hmm. But it is it is a fun movie. I think it's pretty fast paced. It really gets into things pretty quickly and just kind of continues it from there. Now, like if I were to compare this movie to other movies, I feel like it's a bit of national treasure. And a bit of like Fast and Furious okay. to where like they have these kind of really crazy and stunts where like you have to suspend your disbelief or your your reality. You have to kind of let it go for a little bit to believe some of the stuff that's happening. But I liked the movie and other people when leaving the movie seem to like it as well. Um, and I wanted to bring this up because I brought it up with like national treasure. I feel like we haven't had a movie like national treasure in a while. And even for me, I enjoyed national treasure. Yep. Like it's not nowadays we get caught up in these like action movies or romance movies or Disney songs, it kind of feels this kind of movie doesn't like come around all so often where it's more about like the hunt for this treasure than it is like this, the stunts, uh, the stunts or, you know, Marvel movies. I feel like I haven't seen this type of movie in a while. And I feel like that's why I enjoyed it. You know, for example, and I brought it up here, the first national treasure on Metacritic is rated at a 39, which is ridiculous. Yeah, like it's really low. And then when <laughs> yeah. you look at Uncharted here, Uncharted's rated at a 47. So mm -hmm. by all accounts, you would think that this movie is better mm -hmm. than National Treasure. But a lot of people I see now, like a lot of reviewers are just saying that it's like a dud and I yeah. just don't understand it. You know, Tom Holland, I believe, like it is sort of weird that they're doing this pre like this origin story, but it's not connected to the games at all. Um, so I will, I will admit the time period that they're trying to put this into is weird, but, um, I feel like Tom Holland does a good Nathan Drake. I feel like, uh, Mark Wahlberg isn't Sully. Like that is, no. 
but I, I, I was able to not think of him as Sully. I was able to think of him as like, you know, Nathan Drake's friend. Cause I don't think he's so much trying to be Sully. I don't think he's trying to replace it. Yes. At the end, he has a mustache that's been shown in the trailers mm-hmm. um, as well. But I, I did, I enjoyed the movie. And I also think that it's, it plays it fairly safe and it does a lot of things. Well, you do like the whole national treasure type thing. They get to a treasure and you have pretty cool action set pieces as well. And I wanted to let you know, like the cast JJ is in it from outer banks. Okay. Uh, so this then confirms that yep. uncharted and outer Banks <laughs> series are in the same universe. Yep. Uh, and both being like treasure hunting series in a way I feel like makes sense. But you know, I was really surprised by like um, Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. He does an excellent job in this film. Like I was really surprised by how the roles and I think this might have something to do with the fact that like video game movies don't have a lot going for them where people come in with their expectations very low. But I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a fun flick and I can. I can see why people might dislike it because it's not, you know, it's not Uncharted. And it's not, I don't even know if I should say it's trying to be or trying not to be. I'd have to, I'd have to see what you think as, cause mm-hmm. you're more of the Uncharted fan than I am. I love the games, but you kind of, yeah, yeah. Like you like those games even more than I do. So I'd be interested to see what your take is, but I enjoyed them. I, I don't know why people hate it to be fair. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I've said it before for me, movies just need to be fun. They just have to have some suspense they have to be able to gross me, and I think this movie does a good job of it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I probably won't go see it in theaters because I'm having a tough time with this movie, specifically Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> um, and again, I haven't seen it, but like, if if he's gonna come in and play Mark Wahlberg like he does in every single one of his movies, like he has one tone, right? He always has. Yeah. Then don't call him Sully. <laughs> because to me, Sully is something completely different, but I am going to reserve judgment until I see it. I do think I'll probably be harder on it <laughs> than you were. Yeah, yeah, um, you definitely will be. But like, I love the National Treasure movies, both of them. Mm-hmm. That type of movie, Indiana Jones, any of that kind of stuff, I love. So like, I'll be okay if it's like, yeah, this is one of those type of movies. Sure, this isn't who I would have picked to be Nathan Drake and Sully, but I think in their minds, in their defense, they're looking at it as you can't look at it as making a game for people who like the video games. You have to do what's going to make you the most money. And for people who don't know what Uncharted is, which is going to be honestly probably the majority of the paying customers, you have to go with what's going to bring them in. Tom Holland is going to bring them in. So yeah, you have to do a younger version of Nathan Drake. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't have high expectations for this movie at all. Um, so if it's moderately good, I'll be impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not what I wanted out of the Uncharted series, but I will give it a fair shake. Yeah, like there is like one theme throughout the movie that they just keep hammering and I will admit does get a little bit tiresome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they 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 do the small cu- they do the small stuff like the Uncharted music does start playing at one point in the movie. You're like, oh, I know this. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they they call back to the games in a way that aren't too intrusive, I feel. Okay. And with that, I think it's trying. I think that's why it's trying to be its own movie. Yes, it's based off of in, uh, off of the Uncharted thing. And maybe these characters would do better if they weren't named Nathan Drake, Sully right. and every and every, you know, every other cameo that makes its way onto this movie. But I, I yeah, it's you'll be harder on it than I than, than mm-hmm. I was. I feel, but you know, I was in a half, like half full theater at twelve thirty, which is pretty okay for mm-hmm. for a movie. And kids liked it, and I liked it, and it seemed like the adults were like, "Okay, yeah, this movie's good too." So I, yeah, got your money's worth. That's what matters. Yeah, I'd yeah, yeah I'd spend the matinee price again if I <laughs> if I if I had to watch it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this one will probably find its way to streaming fairly quickly. Honestly. Yeah, we'll have to see uh, what they decide to do. I will say, too, uh, like they showed a trailer for that PlayStation like studios uh, animation that mm-hmm. they did. And it is really cool to go into a movie and see like, oh, there's Kratos. 
Yeah. Oh, there's Ratchet and Clank. Oh, there's Aloy. <laughs> like it is cool to see that in a movie theater. As a gamer, I think it does a lot for like does a lot for somebody like me there. It's like, yeah. yeah, let's let's call let's call back to games, you know, where this is from. So True. But That's cool though. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Uh hopeful I th- hopefully you like it as well. Uh, I'm going to be real sad if you go to like Barry, what are you talking about? It sucks. <laughs> I don't so. think I'll be that hard on it. I think I'll probably end up being like, yeah, I was okay." You know. Yeah. <laughs> So that's going to be it for the podcast this week. Thank you guys for listening and hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to share it with a friend. Uh, feel free to email us at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or any questions you want read out loud during the show. Uh, other than that, just be prepared. We're hitting our 100th episode here soon, and it's going to be strangely on time with our anniversary here as well. It's weird. Uh, we haven't missed any episodes, but it is weird that we're probably going to hit 100 around the same point we did with the um we did start the podcast as well but you know craig and i've been doing this for what feels like a while and it's kind of nice to hit both of these milestones at the same time now true but uh yeah hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you guys next time see you later